Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another monthly bonus episode of There Will Be Dungeons, a Q&A episode. We do these for you, Dungeon Plus members. If you want to know more about how you got this or how you could get this if you're getting this way delayed, head on over to therewillbedungeons.com and all the details are there. we got a bunch of your questions. Thanks, everybody, for submitting them all the ways you submit them. A quick reminder, you can use uh, email addresses. You can go to the website and just click on the form at the top. You can use the form that's built into the site. Uh, you can use Twitter. Just get a hold of us and tell us what kind of questions you have about the show, about the characters, about what Bo's doing with his DM work, about anything. We'll take it. Uh, Kristen, you're in charge. Let's do it. What's our first question? All right. First question. Have any of the team that weren't there ever listened to the episode with just Bo and John where Diane Tallis originally came from? And what is your reasoning for listening to slash not listening to it? I didn't listen to it. And the reason I didn't was because I had more, f- I, it wasn't that I didn't want to, because I do, and still sort of do want to, maybe I could now, but at the time I wanted to be all, I wanted all that stuff to be new and surprising thing. And I wanted Nash to react accordingly. And I didn't want to know anything about it other than now we have this new twist in our lives and we had to figure out a way to deal with it. So that was my, my reasoning at the time. Yeah. Same here. I mean, the, the mental image I have of what I'm told is greater than the actual story at this point. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So anytime there's like, other than one-offs where, like John's one-offs, well, we were all in them, so we don't have to go listen to them. But those are ones I would have if I was gone for some reason because it's self-contained, it's a separate thing and all that. But as far as the the overarching story in our our story, I don't want to have all those. I, I wouldn't call it a spoiler, but I just want to keep Nash in in Nash mode and have him not really know uh, what's going on. It's the same reason I won't go back and listen to when Bo has a, certain people take their headphones off. Um, we, I have no idea what those segments are like. And even though I go and put the show together after the thing's done, I don't want to know what hope got told or I want that stuff to come out naturally. And, and in a way that I'm not expecting that I get to be kind of in the audience in a weird way, which is nice. Right. Cause then you get to react in real time to new information that's presented. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What was the inspiration for the new characters? Oh, John, I need to talk about your cow first. (laughs) So uh, the name uh, was sort of just a joke. We were all kind of, uh, we were in a private chat. Kristen was the only one that wasn't in it because we wanted to surprise her with what we were bringing. 
and we were all just kind of talking about ideas and stuff like that and as a joke i said i just i want you guys to know i'm working on a character he's a minotaur his name is serious business and kyle immediately jumped on and said what do you mean were like that should be your character for sure and i said i'll do it and both kyle and scott were like you should and Bo jumped on it was like yes this needs to be your character uh and we kind of started to get into a game of chicken of who who would go so far with their character mm-hmm. uh and trying to kind of one up each other a little bit and so that was the that was the inspiration for the baseline um the suit and the sword is purely because I was playing the Final Fantasy VII remake at the same time <laughs> that I was designing the character. So I just gave him Cloud Sword and I put him in a suit like the Turks in that game because I thought that was a funny image and uh, that was it. Yeah, for me, I, I mean, it's funny because everyone thinks of Nash as all dirty and stinky and stuff and and he is, but he has a good heart. Like he he's he's a, you know, he's an affable if not, you know, disturbed or broken person, but he's not horrible and he certainly isn't aligned evil or anything. But um, I wanted to, I wanted to take, take a chance with this character to really go with something that kind of freaks me out. And it's not just clowns. Clowns don't normally freak me out, but this idea that there would be a, a demon kind with like uh, natural features that were clown like was the original plan. And I wanted them to be really sort of, not BDSM, but just kind of gross and creepy. Like, Ooh, that dude's looking at you funny, like kind of weirdo and interested only in one thing. And that is wiping out life, doing it with glee and, uh, you know, happily, you know, getting gold for the work he does. But really the, at the end it's, he's sadistic and wants to revel in his sadism. So, so that was the thinking there. I'm, some people have said, Hey, were you thinking of the Joker or something? I'm like, not really. Um, not aiming for that kind of a villain. He was just meant to be just kind of gross and, and horrific in a different way than Nash is. Nash is gross just because he's oh, dude, wash your, you know, wash your hands for hell's sakes. That's sort of gross. <laughs> this guy's gross, like in a, in a much more esoteric, deep metabolic way. Like he's just really foul and is wants nothing but chaos and everything to burn and, and is happy to put an arrow through your brain. At any yeah. And a time. Uh, question came in was that your in your pocket character in case Nash died? No, I have a whole other character named Hack Loman who I have not revealed too much about except that I've I've um, done I've drawn him completely in full color and everything. He's like a, I've I've a finished piece of art that is him that I think I've shown you guys. Maybe I haven't. Uh, I know what he sounds like. I know what he's like. What he does. Um, I'm not a hundred percent on his class yet because. I've had some thoughts since then about what I would want to do. So some of that may change, but that character is all set to go. This one came pretty quick. It was like John said, we had that weekend where we were just quick slap dashing some ideas together on what we were going to do with these characters. And I don't know why he just got in my head. And I said, I want to make a psycho clown guy who's, who's a ranger. Cause that I feel like a guy with arrows would be a really bad situation. That kind of attitude. And so that's where I went with that. I'm more curious about where, where um, Kyle came up with this this idea of this almost gentlemanly spider guy. Like he is, he's become my favorite thing about this weird side story we've been doing. Absolutely. And then before you get going, Kyle, did Trench from Clone Wars have any influence on Doctor Strand at all? Oh man, I mean, I'm kind of nuts about spider wizards. I love the Nerubians in 
World of Warcraft. Uh, but Dr. Spider, it, much like Squirts and Chunks, I was going to be taking care of Flynn during those parts because Kristen would be, you know, the main character of the Hope Bits. Right. So I had to come up with a character that had a baby and was somehow taking care of that child while also being evil and the healer of the party. So thanks to Radiant Warlock, you can make a healer warlock caster. And from there, and plus a healthy obsession with Ghostbusters and uh, Edgar from Men in Black for the voice, Mm -hmm. Dr. Spider was born. (laughs) Nice. For for whatever reason, he immediately popped into my head visually, not not so much character personality-wise, but visually the the big spider crab dude from um, Monsters, Inc. I can't think of his name. But he was played by like an old actor who's since passed away. But uh, it turns out he's bad in the end. He's kind of like the main villain. But there's something about him that's a, that is that character. Um, you may have to Google him to get reminded what he. Oh, totally, like, Doctor or not Doctor, uh, Mister Waternoose. Yes, Mister Waternoose. You look that character to me is like a version of that, but you know, way more science focused. And and also, I like how science is everything. Like, forget everything else. There's no ethics here. Not the ethics that you would find in science. Just the science itself and whatever it takes to get there. That's so much freaking fun to play with. So, yeah, he's he's awesome. What a cool character. All right, for Hope and everyone else, no matter how hard I try, I can never play evil in any game with a morality system. I start off bad and then solid neutral. You find it hard to be bad all the time. I did... Uh, I do. I'm in the same boat as this emailer. I ha- really have a hard time being bad in things. Uh, the nice thing with Diantalis was that it was a balance out by Stanley. I could still feel like, well, this isn't, you know, really my character. I could, I could do this. Uh, but I have a really, really hard time doing bad things. And even times where I've tried to veer Stanley in that direction and have him go that way. Um, when we did the uh, the Paladin Tower, I was 100% on board with Kyle's decision to attack him and just take what we wanted and just kill him. And it was just not being able to pull the trigger uh, morality-wise that oh. made Stanley do what he did. I just couldn't do it. Like It, it would have been doable until uh, Bo rolled that natural one and the Paladin stabbed his friend and dropped his sword and just started worrying about his friend. And I, uh, my turn was next, and I couldn't just go, ha you're an idiot, now die. Ah. Uh, and I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. So, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, otherwise, that would have been a fight. So The one was random. It wasn't planned or, you know, part of the happening of that. So it's interesting to see here players make decisions that weren't part of, you know, my DMly manipulations or anything like that. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. So you admit, yeah. so you admit you're manipulating us all the time. I heard it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that, of course. Yeah, I get you. I see. Yeah, how I, know I mean, the characters are plotting against you, so I have to figure out how to right how to do that in a way that's actually. Easy. I have a question that's fresh off the presses. Today we had an episode, and in it, you had a character that was really adamant about not dying, was willing to give up whatever information he needed to, to not have himself killed. Hope was like, "I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him." I'm like, I'm going to put an arrow through his head. And Dr. Spider's like, I do want to read his brain. But we didn't care about his life. But you seem really, really to be working hard to get 
your star scream to 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 prevail was that your were you really trying to do that and, and we're going to do almost whatever it took to have us not try to put him down or because i get the feeling you just didn't want him dead uh well that's when you put yourself in the position of the character and sometimes you channel them like he definitely doesn't want to be dead so in that moment i am spatulo mm. and i am begging for my life but as the dm mm. yeah, spatulo was kind of there for 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 hope to nefarious purposes it's a foil for hope essentially or something else like you can't ever approach dming that exacting right so it's like okay i'm gonna put this guy who thinks the power should belong to him and and see how hope deals with it you know whether hope might keep him around mm-hmm. hope might sleep with him i mean she's got pretty bad taste in dudes i don't know maybe this is a romantic <laughs> interest and uh, kyle notwithstanding yeah of course uh, not we like the lines are blurred we're talking about the characters not the people yep um and, and and so you never know so I, d- I don't know but i know what the inner truth of that character is and then you play it out to the end and certainly because of his jealousy that puts him in the star screen position and hope made her position on these things known to the other players of the party well i don't know if i should reveal this or not going forward but why not throwing everything on the table I, as a person, don't feel bad doing evil things unless it's a character that my character knows really well. Like if Jimster were thrown into it, for instance, or or somebody asked, did Hope feel bad leaving her people to die? Oh, my God. I spent the entire week trying to emotionally get over that and yeah, trying well, to I mean, figure out what I was going to do going forward. But if it's a stranger, you know, no holds barred. Well, that's totally beautiful. It's like you're like Anakin in your own way, right? Like it, evil people are not always like there's the chaotic evil, which is like death for death's sake, death because it's beautiful and it's just what we're going to do. Lawful evil, like it usually comes from a place of hurt that they're going to circumvent morality to achieve often noble ends. So it's perfect. You've been doing it perfectly. Well, like when it comes to DMing, you're not trying to come up with like the most messed up thing you can to expose your players to oh. uh, like Skeletor. Like the, the people will be like, we haven't had food. They, they, he, they took my brother. Like that's messed up Skeletor, but he's having fun. Mm-hmm. And there's a joy in enjoying evil that makes it better than like shepherd. Why did you kill all the honeybees? And he's like, I did it. Cause I had to like, that's not funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we are, we, there's a bit of a fun evil aspect, but I don't know. There's some. I like to. I like to find the balance between both because I think Hope's going through a serious thing. I just think the remaining three of you get to be like Skeletor's minions for the most part, which is oh, big fun time. you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Today was amazing. Yeah, it's but really hope fun. To, hope to be strikes. I think we've always done that with Hope. Is just she, there's always this terrible choice that she could choose that makes things legit bad. <laughs> and she'll do that kind of thing. So yeah, I try to do a little bit of both without going too deeply into sad town. Yeah. All right. Well, Bo, this one's for you. You said there was a completely planned out way for the team to remove the Tunga Tunga Moon. The Scorch just prayed it away. But what did you leave the team? What was the out, if you care to share? Uh, mm, so if you're going to write questions like this, I also please include your theory along with them. Yeah, that's fun know. to hear. Yeah. I like to hear what people think because I'm really reticent to reveal what might have happened because these are obviously things that I can use in the future in different ways. But yes, there was a way that didn't involve divine intervention, which seems 
it's it's it was an appropriate action it definitely helped but also it seems like you know it's just a it's a big thing too um uh, and that the role worked i think was surprising for Kristen, but and for me as well for everyone mm-hmm. yes there was a way to defeat it it involved uh maybe the mechas and oh. some very powerful abilities they might have had had one of the players piloted them uh Varel was the closest getting his butt into the piloting area <laughs> 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 uh, but the plan you know i think you could extrapolate from there that you know these are powerful mechas potentially with planet cracking abilities Oh wow! Now that's we'll cool. I that. I had wondered if we you were going to get to commandeer. You know, if they combine their unique powers together for an ultimate, yeah, planet cracking mm. friendship strike or something along those lines. I had maybe. a I had a theory in my head that you were going to do some Voltron business, and I wasn't sure, and then I forgot about it because it all poofed away. But that's good to know uh, that we could have commandeered them. I wasn't even sure we'd be able to, you know, because these are little tiny dudes. I don't know what the cockpits are like, like. None of that. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I you weren't at that point of desperation yet where you're like, let's try anything, let's get inside the mechas. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't pushing you towards that direction, but that would have been the solution. A question the for solutions. the sorry. Oh no, 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 go for it. I was just saying it's one of the solutions. Oh, gotcha. Mm. There's never oh, one way see. to solve things in D D. There's no question way. for our designated party leader, Stanley Billings. After listening to six hours of epic battle, I wondered why you didn't use the broom and Nash dragon to fly away to heaven with the party plus Stanley's waifu and the club. <laughs> <laughs> waifu. I didn't have the broom. <laughs> I, That's I was, true. You weren't attuned to it. I was either uh, dying or uh, busy teleporting around or doing uh, Stanley was busy through that whole thing and I think I realized pretty early on in that fight that I was going to be most useful if I just focused on grinding demons into the tower uh, and that's what I did the The part that was hard is uh, I picked up at the level up right before that fight I picked up the ability to summon a mount I've had that ability since before the tower fight I've yet to use it, uh, and the the fight happened so suddenly I didn't have a chance to, to call them out forth beforehand, so we did this big aerial combat, and I thought, man, it would have been nice to have a mount through all of this. Then the next morning, we all loaded up on an airship, and you know that was fine until it wasn't, and then I thought, man, it would be nice to have an aerial mount at this moment. I didn't have it then either, um, and I just it takes like five minutes to cast. So it's not the kind of thing you can cast in the heat of the moment. Uh, But I've been like desperately wanting it ever since I got it and have still yet to use it. So we'll see if that ever comes into play. There's definitely going to be a reason for him to know that spell though, because it has been episode on episode of wishing I could fly around. I'm going to say Nash. Yeah, what'd you say? Float around. What, me? Oh, yeah. With my underwear built in now? It's the best. <laughs> that was my favorite line for the past few weeks. You're like, that sounds unbelievable. And Kyle's like, yeah, Mr. with underwear. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, I'm glad you remember that. I forgot. It's 
Speaking of Kyle, where is Varel's head at? Razik Val seems so far away and in a hopeless state. Don't know where my question is going, just thinking about the Lizard King returning home sometime soon to take back his throne. What a sight. Uh, uh, and then we had, um, oh man, what's his name? Cinderborn guy. Um, he was um, in Hope. Um, no. um, and it sounds like it's all fallen, but in the end, like, it's Varel. He'll probably say something along the lines of, must have been a weak society then. You know? If you can't uh, keep going. If you fell to chicken lords, like, come on. <laughs> there were a lot of them. Yeah. But very well. That That's how Varel would see it, I think, too. That sounds right. I miss the yeah. chicken lords. Those those are awesome. What a oh, cool... They were gross. They, they shot out of butts. I know. Yeah, they were awful. You're, they were great. Wrong. For Nash, you're they were great. Wrong. They were Nash's favorite uh, things to fight. I really enjoyed chicken lords and also the, the pixie hulks. Those were awesome, too. I just like bows. The, uh, the weirder bow gets with enemy types, the more excited I get. I love that stuff. All right. Well, I've got some doozies in the chamber. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, geez. Good, good. Oh, Boa, uh, you have both used classic D&D cosmology and put your own in with the Weir. Which one do you like better? I want to ask if the voice is homebrew or a classic character disguised, but I expect that's not a question you would answer. Uh, so Okay, so for the first question, I like them both equally like i would probably say my own stuff except i have that you know the stuff you make always sucks right like you, you're always a your own worst critic so really like the answer is honest answer is probably like anything that isn't the stuff i make would be the stuff, my favorite stuff i just want to interject this here real quick though because i want to say this because i think Bo deserves to hear it your introduction to the weir when we first went there as a place the way you described it the way we got there all of that setting is still one of the most, uh, it's going to sound cheesy as hell, magical D&D moments I've had. You mm. built that place in such a way that I thought it was the coolest place we've ever been. And that yeah. includes places like Sigil and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. oh, well, thank you, John. That's nice to hear. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm proud of our all of our work on the show. It's not that say that, but yeah. You know, everyone's their own worst critic, right? So, <clears throat> well, every once in a while, something will really pop, and I'm sure it's different for everybody. But like I was talking earlier, when we went into um, uh, Doctor Spider's lair, mm. I just that was such a visual, visceral experience for me, just as just as an observer, because it just my imagination just went, oh yeah, I can see all this stuff, and I don't know why that was, but. I love it when that happens on the show, and it happens a lot. Well, that's uh, that's credit to Kyle. We got we got a few moments like DM Kyle today. Yeah, that was great. Like <laughs> you have to take it from here, man. He's like, sweet. There's all this stuff in here. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> enthralled. Yeah, I gotta did... say the principal, but go for it. Well, yeah, yeah. The principal, he was so imposing. Dude. I cracked like, my pants. Yeah, like you had a sense of power about him. It, there was a sort of low magic world that led up to the weir and then led into the principal. And then we went to Sigil and all just like we, we played M sports. So <laughs> yeah, it all got turned upside down. Doesn't mean I didn't love it. Well, all right. New things on the horizon. Yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. Now that the whole thing is open. Oh my God. All right, uh, with transplanar travel being a thing and often hilarious reaction Nash has to magic, what would a Freaky Friday scenario be like with the There Will Be Dungeons group? 
who's trapped in whose body. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> and how would you have to adapt to how each fights, drawing from only how they've seen the others act? Well, I mean, Pharrell imagining rhyming equals magic. <laughs> hope trying to cast a healing word. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see. I I would love a time where whatever magic needs to happen to have Stanley stuck in my body for ten minutes or even just a tiny bit of the fight. I would love that. Just oh my st- gosh, that would be Stanley's <laughs> nightmare. That would be the worst. That would be he would he would implode. And you know what, Nash? If it was a swap directly between Nash and Stanley, Stanley would love this idea. Because now he's in the, somebody else's car and he's going to take it for a joyride. Like he's just going to be like, yeah, what does this do? Oh, cool, man. A hand. Well, I can do a lot with a hand. Like there's so much I would do as Stanley just to irritate Stanley because he'd be looking at me over there as Nash. It'd be amazing. I would love that. But don't do it, Bo. This is a bad idea. <laughs> It'd be amazing. But don't, <laughs> but don't do it. Do Got to be responsible. There must be a way to switch bodies in, in D&D. I think that's a thing. Is it? So, oh, wow. Well, yeah. But um, I've contemplated that kind of thing, but I'm, I'm very, uh, not that I wouldn't do something like that because the Freaky Friday scenario is different than literally having other players play other characters. Just always want to be careful that, uh, you know, you don't give a character to another person and that person is perceived as playing it way better than the original person and then maybe that original person has a feels a way about it you know so i'm always i'm a little nervous about swapping with other characters uh even that i didn't think of it when we were doing the first nash bits and i was a little worried that if people were like oh i love how you play nash it's gotta be like well fuck i don't you just play nash like (laughs) you know what i mean like i want (laughs) to make sure i don't cross into that aesthetic boundary where we're just making people feel bad right or whatever so that's the only thing I have to say about that. It's not to say that we'd never do it because it sounds hilarious, but the circumstance, actually, actually that email is really helpful because if I think about it more that if all the players know they're trapped in each other's bodies, so you're still Nash, but you're in Stanley's body, then that's okay. It's just if anyone plays the other character, right? So if it's Scott playing Stanley and Scott somehow just nails Stanley way better than John could nail Stanley in some way, that would suck as a thing to have happen to you. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. right. I, I think it be works better. It, it works better in like a social setting, you know. Like, and it might not be true. It just might just be how you feel about it, right? right. So I'm not saying anyone's going to play anyone better, but I'd be worried about creating that dynamic in the first place. Yeah. Mm. Oh, sorry, I interrupted you, John. You're gonna say something. No, I was just I was just gonna say it's one of those things where I think it it works a lot better in a social setting. As soon as it turns into combat. I think it falls apart just from even just the level of just like we've been playing these characters for 11 levels. That's a lot of stuff to have to remember. And I think it just turns into like, okay, wait, how do I do this? What's what, what abilities do you have? You know, even though we've seen each other fight, it's like, I don't know, I guess I rage like getting uh, playing serious. All of a sudden I, told kyle this i was like oh my gosh i got so much more respect for what you have to keep track of as a barbarian he's been doing it from the beginning so it probably doesn't seem like that much but all of a sudden it's like well i have to remember that if i roll a one i can re-roll that if i did this one thing and if i you know one or two and this is with advantage and this isn't i was like i can't keep track now, now to be fair you do summon an illusion of yourself and have a scorpion tail Scorpion Tail is one of the three options. <laughs> yeah. Sirius is a great character. He's super fun. Yeah, heck yeah. He's very complicated, though. <laughs> it's too much math. 
Yeah. And he's still, he's basically just a, a stereotype of like a New York gangster guy, which is my favorite part about him. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, that's pretty strong. <laughs> I could just hit him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, I know this says for Bo, but I'm going to extend it to everyone else. What die rolls could have changed the campaign drastically? A few that come to mind include Nash being able to res Varel from petrification and the initial fight in the White Tower where the paladin ended up maiming his friend. Uh, yeah, I mean, too many to count, really. Uh, the die rolls are really important to the outcome of it. I know sometimes it feels like it isn't. You know, it just feels like that's destiny, but a lot of decisions that get made you know hinge on the outcome of that rolls um what comes to mind is the series of die rolls leading up to um hope uh, hope surgery hope getting hit with the rocket i mean hope getting hit with the rocket involved die rolls for the monk that threw it back and then hope surviving that i think there was a key like spare the dying that happened with the death saves and the suffocating and then all the surgery like hope might not have made it that might have been her dead she never would have found out that she was uh, blood lineage to the uh, rulership of Tietkala and all that. So that's a pretty big one right there. Yeah, I feel like I already gave one that comes to mind. I know there was another one very early on where Stanley was being petrified and I rolled well. And I think Bo later said like, no, that would have been it for you. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. glad that turned out okay. Too many to name. Too many to name. I mean, I've got one that was just like sweet relief. It was the crit on on our space slug dragon man. Uh, I forget his name at the moment. What was uh, the space the laboratory? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, the guy that you can't say his name because then worms pop out of people's butts. Dolapopio. Uh, Dolapopio. Yeah. Like as as a moment for Varel, because I had spent so much of that dungeon stunned, getting to the final fight and then just critting on his face the second I unleashed the blade of Grogil. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, that was a good moment. Nice. Yeah, I remember that now. I can only that think, was fun. I, I can't Let's think of any moments this. like that that I just always am worried about popping dragon at the wrong time and then realizing I didn't need it two moves later. Like this had kind of mm. happened with those with those mechs. I I thought, okay, this is the time to go dragon. This is the time for lots of weird aerial stuff, and let's just call out all the stops, blow all the slots, and just go for it. And then Squirts has this thing that just wished everything away. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah, Maybe nobody like, did. No, yeah, like the <laughs> chance of that happening. Right, it's you pretty a, low. Seven percent chance or something like that, didn't you? Wasn't a seven percent chance that it would work? So something I, like that's that. why it's one of my favorite moments because the that's where the big chance happened. It's like a reverse crit. <laughs> it's like a like the luck happened on your end and it changed everybody else's outlook. But I am generally paranoid about popping dragon because I'm afraid it's it's too little, too late, or it's it's the wrong. Or it's it's gonna just be lame, and then we're not gonna get a long rest for a long time. And then when we do need the dragon, I can't do anything about it. And you know, the, the live chat room is constantly telling you to turn into a dragon. Oh yeah, I, they want me to. Do I it watch all the, the bods after I see that Nash turn into a dragon. Yeah, Nash turn into a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't matter what's happening; too. they're always saying "go dragon," and I don't know what's wrong with those people. But I understand it's exciting, you know, a big dragon. I get it. Plus, a dumb poem usually got a good poem to go with it. 
And tying to the dragon, this is a question for Nash, but I think Bo could probably chime in too. When the demon returned inside of you on that fight and on top of the tower and everything, could it have been rebanished again and canceled out the the magic happening sporadically? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Bo, could it? Uh, sorry, I'm drawing a... Where's the question? I need to see it. Uh, just rebanish. Sorry. Yes, um, it looks like it's on page three. Okay, where's for? Is it no? Not Razak Val. It's for when the uh, demon turned inside of you. Could you have just rebanished it again? Rebanished. Oh, this is the fight atop the White Tower when you were part uh, the banishment banishment gate, which caused the Tungans to appear. Oh, you were you were halfway you were halfway through. Like you were, you know, uh, congenital, congenital twins? No. No, whatever. not congenital. Conjoined. Conjoined. <laughs> Joined by the junk is what that is. Joined by the wieners. Uh, <laughs> right. That wasn't the case. But you, you were all twinned up anyways with the um, the demon. Right. So he's saying you could have just rebanished it again. I guess so. I don't know. I would have to do some weird DM rulings because you are two distinct creatures, but you are connected. So I think that would probably banish both of you. Yeah, because we were like, flesh in flesh. Like there's no, there was no separating us until we did. Yeah, yeah. So they would have both banished. So uh, it was good that he did. That, I kind of, I, I, I kind of forgot about it. that. Was a cliffhanger too, and I forgot about it. But yeah, there was. Mm-hmm. He was in me, so I don't think you could have had me go. All right, whatever part of you's in me, just banish only that part like that i don't think the spell yeah, allows yeah. for that you were you were one and the same you're one entity for some small time so yeah. yeah that makes sense all right for stanley i know today's episode kind of throws this question uh differently but let's assume a portal to earth had opened up and everyone had a chance to choose whether they go back to earth or not uh, was stanley still planning to go back or was he now leaning toward letting Varel and Nash go. I think he probably would have gone through. I think the way things ended with the Knight Commander, um, she really saw Stanley uh, for who he actually was, which made him very uncomfortable and kind of put him in a mindset of, you know, she she was right about him, basically. You know, she she basically told him, you know, you don't have to do any of this. Like, you can give this up and you can be happy. And you, you kind of pretend like you don't have to be happy, but you have the ability to do it. And Stanley didn't see that as true, even though it is. And I think he convinced himself in that moment that he needs this, that he needs the adventure and he needs the action and he needs the excitement and all of that. And that that's what he needs. And so I think he probably would have stuck with them, but yeah, circumstances didn't give him the choice, but I think he probably would have gone with them. All right. Awesome. Good answer to that question. Uh, We're about out of time, but let's do one more. Do you got one more? All right. Let's, See, uh, oh, I guess we're going to have to deal with this. So, Varel, was Jalvert's great sword actually left in the tower? No, that was Fang's Inferno I dropped on the ground. Okay. So I, I had two swords on my back for a time, but then Grosjil happened at the end of the fight, so I abandoned the flaming great sword. 
Is that right? All right. Oh, right. Yeah. What am I thinking of? And I'm thinking Angel of Slayer totally was returned to its owner. Right. It's rightful heir. <laughs> something like that. All right. One more. That was a short one. Oh, yeah. Give us one more quick one. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, what are Hope's thoughts on the fact she has returned home to a place where tieflings hate dealings with demons and Hope has made friends slash alliances with Asmodeus and has a demon-like figure and item permanently attached to her. Does she fear or care that a full uprising might be about if this information is revealed? Uh, she's she no longer has any attachments. I don't think she cares. She doesn't care. Everything. So seeing the kingdom burned down in front of her and her people probably either slaughtered or enslaved, she's got nothing stopping her anymore. Except maybe uh, Stanley, Nash, and Burrell. Wow. So, so we'll see if this is like one of those redemption stories or not, which I'm really excited to see. It's very cool to play with because in her mind, she's doing what she can to help. And she's tried to do things with the best of intentions, but it's just all gone to shit. She scares me. I mean, <laughs> like you, you don't scare me, but your character scares me. Like she's got, it's, it's funny because in the story, we, very early on, Nash as a character felt very strongly that uh, Hope, despite her, you know, perhaps origins or, you know, the kind of character she was, I don't know. I just felt protective, weirdly. Like uh, he, Nash was pretty much willing to do whatever it took in a kind of a sisterly way to sort of stop bad things from happening to Hope. And he still feels that way, but he also knows, and he'll know a lot more, I guess, when they reunite, but um, he knows that you're way beyond the need for any help or whatever. So it's a real twisty thing in his head. Like, I think about that a lot. Like, what does he, what does he make of that? He's still sort of pissed that you'd left because um, he saw that as like, oh, well, you know, I thought we were all in this together and she took off. And that kind of stuff is so really interesting to explore. So I'm excited for some of that drama to come back uh, when we get there. So watch for that, everybody. That's going to be fun. What will happen? Who knows? You'll have to tune in next week to find out. And in next month's uh, question and answer, that'll answer all the questions from the last three and a half to four episodes that we did. So come back and check that out. Big thanks for your support. If you haven't done it yet, head on over to therewillbedungeons.com and support us today. That's going to do it for me, for Bo, for John, for Kyle, and for Kristen. We'll see you next time. 